Welcome to the Lost Transmissions Out of the Archives interviews. Welcome back to Lost Transmissions. Right now I have on the phone a ridiculously awesome musician. Right now I can see him tearing it up as the guitarist of Pank at the Disco on the Death of a Bachelor tour. But he has a ridiculously awesome solo career of his own. Right now we have on the phone the one and only Kenneth Harris. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Like, I've got to ask you this first question. Like, I know currently right now you're out with Panic for the Death of a Bachelor tour. And this is like week one. How are you feeling about it so far? I'm uh, feeling good. We're getting, had a bunch of rehearsal days and I think we've gotten, we're getting kinks worked out. But uh, it's a big machine. Mm. It's quite a spectacle. If it's in your town, you should see it. Yeah, I wish I could. I'm, I'm New York City sold out, so sadly. But you've been in, in like in the live band for about three, four years now. How does it feel to be part of this thing that just seems to start growing and growing and growing more? It's been crazy. I didn't know uh, really what you know. We we've circled each other in different friend groups, which is kind of how it all came together. But it's been just wild. Mm. Like I, I like. But it's also been well deserved. Like Brendan works like nobody else. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think now it's like obvious you're starting to see that work paying off. So yeah. And like speaking of like stuff like work paying off with like the performance and like how did it feel performing with that Clive Davis performance? That seemed nuts when I heard you guys were there. Oh, well. I'm going to drop a few names. Please pardon me. Okay, I'll pick them up. I'll make sure to. Yeah, that's part of uh, part of the, what it is. So right before we walked on stage, uh, Stevie Wonder like, walked right by me. Um, and uh, it was like, it was insane the amount of people that were in that audience. Like, there, there was politicians, actors, actresses, musicians, Ringo Starr, and you're sitting there and you're playing and you're like, all right, this is the most time to not, uh, can I say f-? You can You can say it because I'll bleep it out. It's all good. Okay. Um, well, now I'm not going to say it. You, it's it's <laughs> no, authentic, it's, man. You can say it. You do, you do not want to f- this one up mm-hmm. because... Yeah, like everybody in the like uh, music business is basically there. So it was a rush, though. That kind of stuff is exciting to me, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it and and we played well. So yeah, definitely very cool experience. And so going a little less from talking about Panic and starting to focus a little bit more on you personally. When it comes to like Panic, when you guys release like when Brendan releases an album, it's like you blink and like you're on tour and it seems like it's like a long tour and it's like, okay, they're done for a bit. And you turn around, you turn back and it's like, Oh, we're on tour again. So we're never done. We are never. That's <laughs> part of the hard work. The hard work I was kind of referencing before. No, it's been, it, it, it's been a lot of touring. It's kind of funny because, you know, most people when they know what you know, what we know at this point in the business are just so happy to have this kind of, work and mm. a job like a job like this that it really doesn't feel like like a lot sometimes but then you look around at some of your bands that are peers and you're like oh wow we are on the road a lot mm. 
And like part of the hardest balance for any sort of touring musician is like, you know, keeping keeping things uh, keeping balance in your home life, in your social, you know, your relationships and your friends and family. So mm-hmm. and uh, talk the kid in there that adds a whole new thing. Exactly. But, uh, but speaking of like talking about touring, like, do you ever write your solo stuff on tour? Is that something you feel is like specific? Like it's very special. Like where it's like I have to write this when I'm home or when I'm not on tour and when I'm on the road for like hours and hours on end. It's tough because the road, like what what you do have an abundance of is time during the day, but what you don't have is any real like privacy or like space to to be to create it's it's tough but you kind of like right now i have my apogee quartet like set up on the desk in here and i'm gonna you know work try to i just always when i go into a hotel i set up the studio almost before anything just so it's there Mm. and then it's a weird it's almost like a hard thing to switch your brain from doing the, sh- the live performing and then go back into writing mode. But I think it's mainly writing is like, you're always doing it. You're collecting like lines here and there. Voice memos is your main recording studio. And then it's time to harvest <laughs> yeah. and get them all, get them, get them all down, which is uh that's a part I, I do really like. Yeah. And this is one question I've, I've asked this like to multiple people and generally, like, it's pretty interesting seeing everyone's answers. How would you describe your sound, your musical sound, in five words or less? Five words? I can't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I would always say something that I've, when I've gone back and been able to be objective about, like, an album or a song or, a, or whatever, uh, there is always an undertone of a sad in some of my stuff, which is is interesting to me because I don't think I'm sad really as a person. Like I'm like I'm not depressed or anything like that. But I think it's maybe that's maybe it's because it's in the music. But mm. uh, yeah, there's sort of a but it's a beautiful sad. Yeah, like it's a, a melancholy sort of vibe. But um. I don't know. It's not a... Not something you can really, like, put in, like, a not, box. Yeah, like, you the, you tell me. You're the, you, you've got the radio show. I mean, you're true. <laughs> it's inter- No, the funny thing I is, I ask that to everyone because it just is interesting to kind of see from, like, the artist's perspective when you're put, like, under the gun to be like, hey, like, I have to, like, put all my... Everything I've worked on, released or not, into a box. And it's, sometimes you have people that are like, I can do it. And there's some people like, nah, f*** you. I, it's funny because I just don't, I don't know what it is, but I mm. like, I, I hear it. I know what it's, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, I feel you. And I, like, it's always going to evolve a little bit. But. Yeah, and speaking of evolution, one thing I really wanted to talk about was your recent, most recent album, Will You Be Minor? It's been about almost two years since it came out. And having yeah. a chance to kind of reflect on it a little bit and kind of having distance from it, like, how do you feel about the time period of when you made that record? Well, I did finally was able to go. I had a long 
drive, I think we were playing. Oh, it was, I think it was like, yeah, we're playing either Ellen or something. And I put it on in the car and gave it the old, uh, um, gave it, you know, enough time passed where I hadn't heard anything. And I, I liked it again, mm-hmm. which is, if, if there's other musicians out there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. By the time you end up making an album, you can go crazy to where you hate it. Mm-hmm. And you have to just take a break from it. If you if you were like if you're over involved with it, that's why I think having people people working with people I think is is so good because will you be minor, I did not do that. Mm-hmm. I kinda did it um, you know, piece by piece, a little bit on the road. Um, but mostly in my little garage studio at home. And by the end of it, like you, it's hard not having somebody else that's like, yeah, that is cool. When it's just you looking around in the empty room, be like, this is cool. Right. Everyone. Um, right. Me. And then I have another beer and I'm like, yeah, it is cool now. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, it's a, it was a lonely process, but uh, I I had I felt like I had a good group of songs that needed to come out, so mm. I'm proud of it. And I heard that like you were when working on the album, it was a kind of there was some focus on you moving from New York to like L.A. Is that yeah? yeah. Um, There's a lot of kind of what the first the first song is sort of. Uh, like um, and it was also about like in New York, I was there, and I was like, think I, I the band that I have been in forever and ever broke up, and then I was just sort of like drifting in the breeze for a couple of years trying to figure it out. Ended up working at a preschool, which I loved. I was like the music guy there, and that was cool. But you know that feeling when it's like. Something's like something's just not quite right, mm-hmm. and that was I think I was missing it more than I wanted to. Because before Panic, even I was on the road for a decade, so I know. Yeah, I know about road, but yeah. Um, so a lot of it, that song was about like kind of just being like, all right, for for better or for worse, that you're gonna go to LA and do this music thing for real. And so there's like a lot of confidence sort of songs on that on mm. that record. And Fame was the first song I ever wrote in LA. I sat down the piano and I was trying to write a pocket and it ended up becoming Fame <laughs> <laughs> because I have a lot of work to do in the pocket department. Mm. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because that, that was one of my favorite tracks off the album when I was listening to it. Yeah, yeah that was one of the ones that people right away were like yep like I, can, I can sign up for this but one thing i want to ask was just in general not just with touring but like moving around in general it seems like you moved around a lot so does kind of changing location and being in just many different places all throughout your life has that changed your sound in general or has that just kind of been something that's not really affected I mean, how you write music it does it definitely does i think if you, like New York, 
the vibe was like, uh, so because we moved from South Carolina, the band I was in films moved from South Carolina to Brooklyn. In a uh, good example of this, Mike from who's in a band named Shovels and Rope, he was the singer of the films. And he's back in Charleston with his wife, Carrie, and their band is awesome. If you haven't heard of Show of the Rope, you need to go check it out, like, now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they that is a definite, if you listen to, like, we were a rock band, and if you listen to the music Mike's making now, I do feel like there's some Southern and country influence that you can, that's undeniable. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in New York, for me, it was like, the hipster jingle was what you wanted, like the the cool bands type of thing, which I still love. Yeah. I'm still like a a cool band guy. But and then LA is like the reward is kind of like pop world is the main thing going on and it's not a dirty word out there. So I suppose like yeah, it, a lot of things factors can change your sound a little bit, but I don't know. Not for somebody like me, I I think. I think that, I don't know. I'm affected by the places I'm in writing-wise, but the sound is always going to be this pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, but, it's just always going to be you. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was rambly enough for an answer, right? Yeah, but you, you hit the generic like radio like long-term answer, so it's working out. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about co-writing because I looked up some things. I saw that you were like you co-wrote a few projects. I know you had the polls, you had um, you had the films as well. Also saw that you co-wrote a song for Hey Violet too. Apparently. Yeah, I wrote mm. the I feel it. Song. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So with co-writing and stuff like that, like how differently do you approach writing for another artist or like another project compared to like saying this is my song, no one else is going to touch it, or something along those lines? Um, you know, dude, I'm still figuring it out. Writing, the writing world is a, is a very, very interesting one, and, it's a, and I, I love it, uh, but it's a, you have to be very patient, and you have to like, always be kind of learning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm still in that, like, I'm still figuring it out and learning how to best write for artists and how to best do things that don't necessarily, like, you know, a song for somebody else, they wouldn't necessarily want the thing that I would choose Mm -hmm. or, you know, the melody I would choose. But that's where the co-writes, that's why it's a beautiful thing because you don't just have one, one input that, that is, uh, you know, can't be challenged. Mm. So I, I think I would do what I think is cool. I would still, like, all the things I write are just like, oh, this is this is a good hook, or this is, check out this chorus, or that kind of thing. I don't know if I would do all. I would definitely, like, writing for other people, the production would be different, but it's mainly just, like, writing things that I think are, special or cool or have little moments and uh, yeah that's the Mm. that's the key keeping little gems around and uh because i like to when people come over i like to also have a couple like starting off points to to be like hey what about this and then 
you'll have the co-writes that some of them are duds, a lot of them are duds, and then you'll have somebody come in and, like, bare their soul and do this, like, have this, uh, you'll have, like, a crazy therapy session. It's really, it's really interesting. Mm. So it's kind of different with, like, every single person. You can't really... You can't, I don't think you can say that it's, yeah, it it kind of depends what it's for and and what it is and who Mm. it is. Um, but one thing I want to ask real quick was, uh, being someone who's been on the road with just many different bands and also getting a chance to like go and focus a little bit more on the writing world, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer just kind of being someone that's like, tour, tour, tour? Is it like, I really want to create and just express myself with just stuff in studio? I think it's a balance of both. I, like, when I'm on the road, I want to be... Uh, recording because I feel like like it's a weird feeling of like time running out like I need to be making something but then when you're sometimes you can be home uh, you know the red button's blinking and you just got nothing to say and it's uh it's tough I kind of I'm patient or I'm patient not patient I am not patient (laughs) um I've been taking it easy on myself though and letting kind of, you know, there's not as much pressure on my solo music just because it's just me. Mm. So I've been picking moments where things feel really special. Like, I don't know, there was a, uh, there was a cool hotel in Manila that I recorded a vocal at or something. And like those, those things are kind of, Mm. I like taking it slow and taking it easy on myself, but Mm. then there comes a time done yeah so with 2017 just kind of underway and starting i know you currently are on tour and you're dealing with that but do you have any other plans for 2017 as in like sitting down recording anything or just kind of going out and doing solo shows i know that hasn't been something you really have done but have you thought about that too i haven't been able to do that since yeah for about three years i haven't been able to i wish i had a a great answer of why I think, I think the truth is we've been so busy you know panic is like a big part of my life obviously and um but like when you get home from doing 45 shows it's hard to get up the strength to be like I'm gonna go do these shows now mm-hmm. um but there there are plans for sure to, I'm going to do a couple of solo shows in L.A., and I'm actually doing an EP with my friend Dan from the band Lucius. Hmm. We have uh, about four songs that are almost done, but with working with people that are good and busy, and it's hard to always coordinate schedules, so hmm. we're, getting, we're trying to get back together and finish them, but I'm kind of seeing an album starting to happen through my meanderings and voice notes and recordings so which is what i mean like i kind of let it happen and yeah i can see i can see a group of songs that are cohesive that i think are going to get get done but for sure this ep is going to be done soon Mm. so i'm not gonna rush you on that so like just expect it sometime very soon uh yeah i mean the internet's a crazy place like who knows who knows when things will go up? Mm. Um, there needs to be 
do a couple final little things. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm excited about it. It's, it's necessary. It's been a while, and I need to I need to put something out. Definitely. And again, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me about just your solo stuff, co-writing, and Panic Two. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you for yeah. having me. So right now we're going to be playing "Will You Be a Minor" on Pioneer Radio. So would you like to introduce it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, this is uh, my second solo record, "Will You Be Minor." The title is meant to be funny, and uh, this is the first track called "The Impossible." Keep up with Lost Transmissions on Facebook at Lost Transmission Show or on Twitter at L underscore transmissions. Mm-hmm.